This movie has the, oh my god, my cat is driving me nuts. Justin, you're not dying. Oh, he is. <sighs> Sarah is carrying the cat. What? Why is there a sandwich on the ground? I made lunch today and I put it in my tote bag. No! Justin! Don't shift your weight. Don't stare. And for God's sake, whatever you do, Hello and welcome to March Bradness. I'm Sarah. I'm Hannah, and this is the world's only March Madness style Brad Pitt themed podcast where we're pitting every one of Brad Pitt's movies against one another in a quest to find the ultimate Brad. The ultimate. The best one. Movies are judged off of Brad content alone, not overall movie quality, so it's anyone's game, and it's not a spoiler free podcast. So if you haven't seen the movies that we're talking about, get off your butt and go see them. Go see them. Or get spoiled. Get spoiled. Follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> and it gives all the good reviews. Yeah. My review for The Lion King, which I watched recently on the roof because it was really nice out, uh, was I'm happy to announce that I still know all of the words to not only this movie, but VHS advertisements. <laughs> Should we start our UFO story and then pick it back up so they have a, a sp- surprise? We saw a UFO. Guys! Uh, if anybody knows anything about military jets, can you please let us know? And it's not the stealth bomber And it's not, one. yeah, it's not the one that looks like a triangle that you'd see in, like, a Transformers movie. Oh like, my. I've seen that. I know how to Google stealth jet. God, we were on the roof and talking about UFOs, and then, like... Sarah was talking about UFOs. I'll invite that shit into my house. <laughs> I'm frequently talking about UFOs. I'm currently being haunted by a poltergeist, <laughs> and I think I'm the poltergeist, <laughs> So, um, talking about UFOs, and like five minutes later, this plane goes overhead. Like, <laughs> it looks like a boomerang. And then Sarah swears there was a really skinny, like a body, to little it. skinny, skinny tube connecting another tiny triangle at the base of it. But I didn't see the tiny tube. And I could see stars that Sarah couldn't see, so. Fuck, I didn't think about that. Hannah is really sensitive to light. Oh my god. It was like two triangles. It was like a big triangle followed by a tiny triangle. May or may not have been connected. But the big triangle was boom. Like, the thing is that that's really important for this to me is that the big triangle was boomerang shaped. Like, it didn't, it wasn't a solid equilateral triangle or whatever you would expect. It, like, had a cutout of it. Like a boomerang. With a light on the tip and then two a light on the sides. Yeah. But the lights were were human color. You know, they yeah, were like, like a they red were red and light at the red blinky light and then white aircraft regulation. So yeah. that makes me think. So we also need to mention it was flying really, really, really low. Like this mm-hmm. thing was huge above our heads because mm-hmm. it was so low and completely silent. Not a sound. Not a and we are like, sound. Hmm. We both had been talking, and then we see something out of the corner of, their eye, of our eyes. Hannah's like, oh, it scared me. I thought it was. And then we both stopped talking, because we're like, what the fuck is that? 
<laughs> At first you're like, oh, thank God, it's just a plane. And then you're like, no, it's not. No, it's not just a plane. <laughs> and we watched it go all the way across the sky. And it was moving super fast. Really fast. And it, and then we watched other planes go by. And, and they were, were not like, as fast. That's not. And, and they, they made they were, a sound. And they were so high up that they were like little, little, little specks. Little plane sizes. And sometimes you could see like a little less of a little plane size because we are like... Under a flight path. Right? Yeah, we're under a flight path, and we're not too far from JFK. Yeah, I was going to say, like, some of the planes are kind of big, but this one was, like... This one was fucking huge. So, if you have any ideas... I put it on my Instagram story with our independent... Corroboration. Corroborated drawings. Did you save your Instagram story? No, but I have the drawings. Okay, so cool. So, I'll just... I'll put it on the website. Honestly, I'm going to put it on the website. Yeah, put it on March Badness. We, I got, like... A bunch of DMs, and I'm not like a popular girl uh, with people. Sarah's plenty popular. Thanks. Everybody was offering suggestions as to what it was, and uh, we got like the F117 and then the F11, F117 and 1117, I think, which are two different things. We got the one that looks like a triangle, but we cannot, for the life of us, find something with a detached tail or attached, but it's got a tail. It has no nose. So it's a boomerang with a little triangle following it. Please help. <laughs> it's very scary. Anyway. Someone who is good at planes help. My family is dying. Seriously, I'm never going on the roof again until this is solved. My personal theory, and I know we've talked about this, because it did look like it had such aircraft regulation y lights. Well, maybe that's what they want you to think. Fuck! We were going to say, because it is kind of similar to ones we were finding, maybe it's a new one. I would think it would be, an, I, I think it's a new one because we're in New York. New, Shit happens. New stuff over here. I don't know. I see a lot of guns at my work because at Grand Central, there's full of fucking all sorts of armed National Guard shit. And, like, you made a good point that, you know, if they make a new uh, war plane, they're not going to go on <laughs> go Twitter. Google images and be like, look at our new war plane. <laughs> Unveiling a new super secret. It's like how the, how the military had the internet, like, solid 30 years before he did. That fucks me up. All the DARPA shit, like, that fucks yeah, me like, up. Yeah, like, like, the government, the military has the technologies that we are only, like, dreaming of. They can probably and they just, teleport. Like, probably, and they just won't tell anybody until it's like... Okay, we're ready now. Cool, we're ready to, like, make this commercially viable. I cannot believe there's that so like many, fucks me up. So many things have been invented. Like, oh, go Google DARPA for a bad time. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> seven minutes later. Um, yeah, we're so, we're really sorry that we missed last week's episode. We've been away. Uh, a special apology to Brittany. Brittany, uh, I'm sorry, girl. I uh, love you. Best fan in the world who independently went on the same. Brad Pitt journey that we did uh, has extremely correct opinions Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you'll probably hear from her at some point when Mm -hmm. we can't agree on a movie which is gonna come up I'm gonna say season three probably we're gonna we're getting to the point this season not so difficult (laughs) it's it's it turns out something is first seed it's very good anyway we have some schedule announcements moving forward Mm mm-hmm we're going to be releasing on an every other week schedule moving forward, uh, only doing the major pittings. Yeah. There, there are some reasons for this, but mostly, uh, as we say, oh, we didn't say it in this take, but it's really hard to 
find things to talk about for Brad Pitt. And to have the time. And We're the time. job having people in a weekly, this is like a grueling, you know when you play the Oregon Trail and you set the pace to grueling? Yeah. And then all of your members start Get getting sick and like sick. tired and depressed and yeah. they break their legs. That's yeah. us. Both my legs are broken. <laughs> We're at a grueling pace. We're going to slow the oxen down. Which isn't to say that we're not going to talk about Brad Pitt in the news. No. Um, we're still going to If something that. happens, we can we can release Tiny. And then we're not married to releasing the mini episodes on Wednesdays. Right. If we hear something, if Brad Pitt's like, Brad Pitt climbed the Eiffel Tower, then we can be like, boom, here we are, talking about it next day. That's a good point. It's like a juicy surprise. Yeah. So There's something he did recently that we need to do something on. He was on the end in the news. Uh-huh. I, ha- I haven't Googled it yet. Anyway. Without further ado, the moment you've been waiting for. This week's pitting. Which one do we want to talk about first? We didn't scorecard this one either. We didn't. We're going to get back to it. Don't worry. It's um, okay. This, it's just like, here's the thing about season two, you guys, and you, I'm sure you know this. You can just look at the bracket. <laughs> you can just look and be like, well, you, I, you know I think I know happens. how this is going to go. You know what happens. Let's just talk about killing them softly for like five minutes and then get into the what people care about, which is burn after reading. For sure. Killing them softly uh, takes place around 2008, right before the Obama election. Uh, deals with those anxieties. Brad Pitt is in it. He plays a hitman who's sent in to hitman some people for robbing. A man who looks like he wears eyeliner, but those are actually is just his eyes. <laughs> we did Google it. It's just his eyes. So I, th- I feel like we should talk about our observations watching this for the second time. Mm-hmm. Focused on Brad Pitt, because the first time this went up against... The um, Counselor. The Counselor, which is maybe the worst movie ever made in the entire world. God. And when I think of it, I get this awful feeling in the I'm pit of like, my stomach. Fuck. Uh, just, I, I can't. Movie. I cannot. Um, I think we were so shell-shocked when we watched this. I'm going to go ahead and say that I would give it a more positive review the second time around. It still didn't make any sense. Yeah. But it's like, really mumbly. It's so mumbly. It's also, there's no women in it except hookers. Yeah. But Brad Pitt does okay. Yeah. I think there's a moment that I was awake for. Where he was talking to somebody, he was talking to the James Gandolfini-looking dude who may or may not have been James Gandolfini, <laughs> uh, and that like Brad has like this look of like concern, like he's like, "Come on, man, like come on." Mickey, I felt like a man. Mick, you made me feel good. What? You gonna be all right? Because he's trying to get him to save his life, I think my understanding but this guy is just talking about young hookers and it's like can we stop it's interesting to see brad play like morally ambiguous characters because just appearance wise he's so much that classic like american hero of like blonde hair blue eyed nice midwestern down south boy and like to see him play not a bad guy but not a good guy (laughs) i would argue that a hitman is uh, pretty bad yeah but what if he's hitting for the good reasons Sarah's conflicted. You got me there. Yeah. You got Ethical me there. Murder. I well, I mean, like, I don't know. I think like what made him good wasn't necessarily that he was the people that he was killing, but that he had a lot of understanding for he didn't like he didn't want like they were advocating to beat up Mr. Eyeliner guy. Mm-hmm. And Brad was like, Why don't we just kill him? Like, why would you cause him unnecessary suffering? You know he doesn't yeah. have the information, you're gonna kill him in the end anyway. Yeah. You're just gonna give him a hard time for nothing. Like yeah. he was he had a lot of sympathy. P- 
pathos. Yeah, he wasn't like a like a a, a sociopathic yeah. killer. And he's he, just like, this is my job. Yeah, and his whole thing, killing them softly, name of the movie. He wants to kill them from a distance because he doesn't want to get involved with the emotion of it. He he believed in like, if we're gonna kill somebody, let's do it ethically. Yeah, which is like, that's a good point. Like, yeah. somebody's got to do it. Yeah, we might as well do it in a kind way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russer, big question mark. Huge question mark. No, it's 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 a cerebral Brad. Which he's good at. I think that this movie would have a better chance against another movie. Yeah, this is, like, impossible to... It's this just is so... like putting your pet pony against Seabiscuit. <laughs> it's just, like, I just feel like this movie, no matter who was in it, no matter what they were doing, is so bogged down. Yeah. It's... There's no way... It's just, like, what did I just watch? Yeah, and it's, like, you can tell that there's, like, some interesting stuff in it. Like, I wish that the election stuff going on in the background had more weight. It was well shot. To it. It was, like, so annoying, because anytime I would look up, I would be like, this looks interesting. And then I'd be like, I can't Understand what's happening. (laughs) This is a subtitles movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, good job on making it to round two, but, like, you really didn't go that far. Like, you didn't, you only got that far because you went up against the counselor. It's like that that time that Australia won a gold medal in the Winter Olympics, and it was just because everyone fell over during speed skating. (laughs) That's this movie. Well, it would have been this movie if it had gone up against something else and kept going forward. Like, we've got a couple in the bracket that are, like, limping along, which is really funny to me. Like uh, like Cameron Michaels in RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. (laughs) Just sneaking on through. Um, But this is not one of those times, and you knew that already. You knew that just looking at the title of this episode. Should we skate on forward to burn after reading? Oh, yeah. This is a big boy. Do we have to say it? You know. <laughs> this is a this is one everybody always talks about. Cohen Bros. Uh Brad Pitt plays a huge bimbo. Uh He does play a huge bimbo. He's just like, ah, that's cool. Which is fucking iconic. Oh, we learned a juicy bit of gossip lately. Uh we were at a podcasting class reunion and this woman that had been in the class the whole time, very kind, we talked to her like quite a bit. She's nice, I like her a lot, Carolyn. Never once did she mention <laughs> at this happy hour, she just casually is like, Oh, I met him once. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you met Brad Pitt. And she's like, she's yeah, he's like, really ha- kind, like, kind of stoned. And talked about how she had a friend who was, like, doing accent training with someone who was really good friends with Brad and Jen when they were married, and they would just, like, come over and smoke weed. And it's just like, wh- why didn't you ever say this to us? And her impression of him was so good, and this sounded so accurate to me and confirmed a lot of suspicions, which is that Brad is... And this is what I'm talking about. This is what we're talking about for this quintessential Brad, that you can see it in his roles, and that's true to his personality, which you can see especially in early interviews. She was like, said something about, like, she was like, oh, you were so good in, I don't remember what the movie was, but it was very early. Yeah. And he was like, oh, thanks, man. And then he was like, I don't really know what I'm doing. (laughs) But people like it. (laughs) But that's so nice of you to say. And the way she did his voice. Yeah, it's great. She's like this really tiny... 
like older woman, like he glasses that like magnify her eyes a little bit, and it's just like she did a perfect, a perfect Brad. I was like a better Brad than I could ever do. Oh, I know. It reminded me of that interview that we saw of him on YouTube, where he is. Oh, like for like glory days or something. Yeah. Yeah. Where they were asking him all these questions, and he didn't want to be in this interview, but he was very just like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm just, like, here doing stuff, I guess. Anyway, all this to say that the Brad in Burn After Reading seems to be touching on Brad's actual personality. Right? Just played up to just a like dork. dial it to 11. When he's like, yeah, let's do it. I think we can do it. Like, We've got your shit. <laughs> If you haven't seen this movie, I don't know what how you got this far, but um, it's Coen Brothers movie. It's kind of like a farce. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt plays a gym employee who, along with his coworker Linda, whose whole goal is to get plastic surgery because she's going through a midlife crisis, which is heavily relatable, uh, <laughs> are they find a CD on the ground. It's an ex-CIA analyst who was fired because he's an alcoholic. His wife is cheating on him. With George Clooney. With George Clooney. Which, like, who wouldn't? <laughs> George Clooney is cheating on his wife with about 8,000 other people. Inc- including Linda! From the gym! <laughs> so, um, the ex-CIA analyst's wife uh, burns a CD with a bunch of his documents for her divorce uh, evidence and his memoir that he's writing because he got fired from his CIA analyst mm-hmm. job and he's pissy about it is included on the disc and so it gets left accidentally at the gym and that's when they find it. Brad Pitt puts it in a computer and mistakenly thinks that the information on it is like top Valuable level, instead top of level like, clearance. <laughs> instead of just like some guy's shitty memoir and like his bank statements for his joint bank account or whatever. Honestly, I don't blame him because if I saw something and there were references to the CIA in it, I yeah. would be like, oh, oh no. So he has the idea, Linda's in the room with him to call the analyst and be like, we have your shit. Because he's like, oh, we'll get a reward for Good Samaritan tax. Uh, things go horribly, horribly wrong. Brad gets shot in the face. He gets shot in the this is, um, we need to create a listicle of movies where Brad Pitt dies. Because this true. one, Fury, The Counselor. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he die in, um, Legends of the Fall? But that's, like, kind of like an age Oh, thing. yeah. I mean, technically, he dies. We see his tombstone, right? I think so, yeah. Um, and I also, I want to read this hilarious review. <laughs> um, this review that I found online says... Brad Pitt was the shining jewel in this travesty, and he gets the axe by accident. And then it continues, but I cut it off in the screenshot. Who the puck cares about dot, dot, dot. <laughs> this person did not like this movie. I like this movie. It's fun. It's yeah, a good, it's good movie. I mean, like, yeah, it's... What is the point? But it's, like, fun. It's funny. It's charming. Uh, it's the source of that gif of Brad Pitt dancing. The, with his uh, with headphones his iPod. and his red shirt. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's such a good gif. This is an extremely good Brad. I feel like this Brad is combining a lot of elements that we really like to see. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Obviously, Panache, he's not only a five, but he's he's shot through the scorecard to the other side. Yeah. He's so good. He's, like, so in it. He's chewing it up. It's like, you know how Brad looks kind of like he'd be, like, 
a golden retriever turned into a human man. Yes. Like, this is like... Mr. Peanut Butter? Yeah! He's like so dumb and so well-meaning and so like again there's like a scene very early in the movie where linda's going through her online dating profile and brad's like oh he looks good blah, 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 yeah. like trying to support her and stuff and she's like yeah this guy like works for this like in the in the agency and, and again brad goes oh that's cool that guy wait, wait that guy wasn't bad him no before him yeah he, uh, he might not be a loser can you tell? That's a Brioni suit. Oh, yeah? Shit, yeah. Does he look like he would have a sense of humor? Looks like his optometrist has a sense of humor. What does he do? Uh, State Department. Oh, that's cool. Yeah! Really good job playing a dumb person that thinks that they're smart. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, like, the real Brad. I don't think... I see, I see, I see it. The thing I think... That was just full on. Remember that chicken lawyer in Futurama? That was me just now. <laughs> well, I, I think. <laughs> so, I think Brad Pitt, the human man, is not the brightest bulb in the machine. <laughs> but I think he knows that. Yes. Which is good. Yes. Right? There, to me, there is a large amount of self-awareness to Brad that allows him to play these types of characters very well. Right? Like, he's not some idiot where he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm a Hollywood star. I'm a Hollywood star. I I'm think smart. that's really why we like him, because he's kind of playing with the system. He's not laying it on. Honest. Yeah, he knows. I feel like he knows that the whole thing is, like, very strange. I feel like he would have a lot of really interesting things to say about celebrity. Mm-hmm. He's one of those, like, I don't know. I'm reading B.J. Novak's book right now, One More Thing, which is reminding me of Modern Love, ignoring the fact that Aziz Ansari is canceled right now. I feel like... Never mind, I can't think enough. Celebrities know things. Celebrities know things. What do they know? We'll find out. I feel like there's Maybe like not. this weird self-awareness that can come. If you're a celebrity and you don't get a giant ego and you are... If you're not magoogling. If you're not magoogling. Like, I feel like... Clunes probably has these thoughts too. Yeah. Um, you have access to a lot of places that regular people don't have. Mm-hmm. People see you in like a very idealistic way, and mm-hmm. yet you know that you're not any different, mm-hmm. which gives you, I would think, a perspective on life that regular people don't have. Yeah. <sighs> you know? That's the good shit. Yeah. I know. Makes my it's like me warm. <laughs> and Oprah said something about it in her in the podcast they did about Oprah. Mhm. And she was like the only difference between being a celebrity and being a regular person is that more people know your name. She's like that is the only difference and every celebrity knows this. In the way that they talk to other celebrities, they're like I know that you're still human. You're still just a person. Yeah. Just some guy. Interesting. All this to say, this relates to Burn After Reading. Bear with us. This is a live, constructing a live thesis. Like, to me, Burn After Reading, watching it after having seen all these other brads, even in comparison to Fight Club, I'm like, this is touching on some some different things, like the goofiness, the authenticity. Like, Brad has to know these things in order to portray them. Mm-hmm. And he's at a time in his career where he does know these things. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, naivete mm-hmm. in this role. Right. He's not 
a dumb person playing a dumb person. He's not, or he's not like playing like this is what a dumb person would be like. There's like an again like an authenticity to mm-hmm. the well-meaning dumbness, the spark in his eyes. He's obviously having a great time in this role. I don't know. I think you were really hitting it with like his friendship with Linda, and he's like, "Ah, oh, that's great, man." Yeah, and that's what made me think of what Carolyn told us, where when she met Brad Pitt IRL, she was like, "Great job," and he was like, "Oh, you really think so?" <laughs> Gee, thanks. Like, yeah, Brad strikes me as still very like, gee, thanks, Mister. He just, you know, he's a Midwestern, yeah, South Midwestern boy at yeah. heart. He's just like, like I don't now, know how I fucking did this. Now we're at a different point because now we're post divorce and now he's gone through some shit. Um, I don't think he's as spunky anymore. Now he's a little more war daddy than for an after reading. But I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is around the time of the peak of his career, mm-hmm. and this is when we're seeing peak Brad. Is he the best, Brad? We don't we'll know. find out. How does this compare to Fight Club? Like, if we put this up against Fight Club, what happens? How do you? <sighs> that's where I'm excited for season three. I know that that's where, where it's like we're gonna the... get into the conversation. Yeah, but like, just so y'all know, we see this, Brad. We validate him. <laughs> you are valid, and he's just so fun. So it goes without saying, it won this round. <laughs> Burn After Reading takes out a hit on Killing Them Softly. Golf clap. If uh, you please imagine the gif of Brad Pitt dancing. Please imagine him dancing. Thank you for joining us this week. You can follow us on social media. March Bradness on everything except Instagram, which is march.bradness. Uh, our website, archbroadness.net, where you'll be able to see our independent corroborations of the UFO we saw yesterday. Please tell us what it was. I want to know. I need to know. It's very scary. Um, feel free to give us, or please, don't even feel free, please give us five stars on iTunes. It'd be really nice. We need your love. We eat it like cereal. Um, dum, 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 dum. Tune in next week for a pitting where you don't know the answer just by reading the title. It's going to be Ocean's Eleven versus... The Favor. So here's the thing. Is The Favor is fucking amazing. The Favor is so good. It's honestly the perfect movie. I love The Favor. And Ocean's Eleven, good, but... Not Ocean's Twelve. Not Ocean's Twelve. Justin's letting himself in. It's time to go. (laughs) Hello, Justin. He just gave me like this little stink face of like, fuck you. <laughs> Can't keep me out. My cat opens doors. It's really awful. It's very scary. Uh, thank you again so much for joining us. I love you. Have a wonderful evening, day, week, month. Night, year. Um, if you go outside at night and are looking at the sky, don't talk about UFOs. Because yeah, you'll see them. appear. It's very scary. If you want to see one, be my guest. But, but ow, I just, sorry, I got a twinge a minute. <sighs> but I don't think you should because it's scary. Yeah. Okay. If you really want to see a UFO, hang out with me. Because two times now I've talked about UFOs and seen uh-uh. one. Uh-uh. I gotta go. So hit up hit up me. I have a poltergeist. And I can bring <laughs> UFOs to me. Ladies. <laughs> me on a date. Honestly, that's me on a date. So, cool. Okay. okay bye. bye. <laughs>